My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So excited for today. The guest I'm bringing on, Stephanie Crevins. She's the CEO of Stephanie Crevins and Company, where she works with scaling companies who have growing pains and, and change management challenges. So lots of great uh valuable takeaways we'll have in conversation with that alone. She's also the host of the Hot Mess Hotline podcast. So I'm so excited. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. How's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's let's go ahead and dive right in. You know, do you mind telling us a bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today? Because I, I think it's a powerful story and I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, thank you. You know, I certainly did not start out eight years ago thinking I want to start a change management coaching firm um, because eight years ago, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> but Basically, my journey in coaching started about 12, 13 years ago when I worked at an HR consulting company, got introduced to the power of coaching and what that could do for folks, plus other behavioral assessments and helping people build their own self-awareness for their leadership style. Because certainly at the time, I didn't have the self-awareness and I was searching for it and I got to help other leaders do that in someone else's company. Fast forward, I left that organization, worked for a national nonprofit doing um, very niche training and development work with about 40,000 graduates across the country. And through that experience came to hate my career, what I had signed up for, the people that I did it with. And it wasn't, it wasn't their problem. I'm not trying to say it was their fault. It was certainly, I signed up for a mission that I was passionate about, but I kept signing up for work that I was not passionate about. And I was born contrary and I was in a role where I kept saying what everyone was thinking around the staff table, but no one else would say out loud except for me. So I was the bad guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to turn this, I didn't know it at a time, but the superpower of I bring up the obvious stuff so that we can deal with it and face it and move forward instead of hiding it or keeping it, keeping it under cover or, you know, not bringing it up at all. And so the real problems of the business were never faced. And there were a couple of times there where I would say something aloud and all other 12 people on staff would just turn and look at me like it was a zombie apocalypse. And you could tell it was the, how dare you say that out loud? And I was like, how dare she speak up? Yes. And now mind you, this was an organization where our membership was falling, our revenue was falling, our stakeholder group, the number of stakeholders we had to deal with was falling. I mean, it was the very definition of a death cycle. And no one wanted to face those issues. Instead, it was every year it was, well, our, our numbers have to grow and our goals have to grow and our revenue has to grow. And that hadn't been true for like six or seven years. And I was like, what planet are y'all living on? Like, this isn't even reality. Just because we say Wake something up. is going to grow. Yeah, it's not going to grow. And so 
of course, I had a lot to learn about how to deliver those messages so that they could be heard. But I went to go see a life coach because I was like, what am I not getting about my life, my career? Like, I'm smart. I'm ambitious. I work really hard. Like, I work too hard most of the time. Like, why can't I be successful? And within three sessions, he helped me understand, Stephanie, you're not meant to be an employee. Like, the value you bring with the voice that you have needs to come from the outside. This is how we think, you know, in modern business culture, especially in America. And the second is, you know, you're not a team player, whatever the definition of politicking that we bring into our organizations or what team playing is, I refuse to do, like, I cannot do it. And so now we bring true cohesive team playing into organizations because the other definitions that we use aren't working for other organizations either. And so I went on a quest to say, what does it mean to be a team player? Let's do that. And we do that now. And then the third is, um, you know, you're meant to become an entrepreneur. You are a terrible employee. And my husband tells people like, I'm a terrible employee. I'm an amazing entrepreneur. And that's so true. And I'm, I'm so happy you know, I can say that with glee to be like, oh, I'm so bad at being an employee. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the journey eight years ago. And so after those realizations, you know, I realized that to become an external voice, becoming a coach was the way that I needed to live that out. I became a trained coach, um, started, started out as a life coach because I, I wanted to bring that amazing discovery that my life coach brought to me but then quickly realized that the way to build a business was going into companies and helping them understand how to develop leaders, how to drive change and stumbled upon, I want to say stumbled upon everything happens for a reason. But at the time I was like, oh, well, this is a fun message to share of how to become a pro troublemaker, which is how to be a positive change agent that people actually want to work with. Um, and so I combined years of leadership and change management research in my own lived practices of what to do and what not to do into this mindset and set of tools and actions that anybody can take to become a positive change agent that people actually want to work with. So that's the quick and dirty version. I love it. Well, yeah. thanks for telling us because it's incredible. I I definitely see the entrepreneur in you and I'm so happy that it worked out the way it did because you are meant to be one and I see it. Uh, like I saw it from the beginning as soon as we started speaking before the, the interview. So love it, love it, love it. <laughs> yes, so, my energy know, walks into virtual and digital rooms before I do. It's like, she's here. <laughs> and she's arrived. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, tell us where you're at today with, well, I, I know you touched on what you do kind of thing and what, uh, where you're at right now, but do you mind diving a little bit deeper about as to like the services you offer and how you deliver them? Yeah. And, and the reason I, I spelled it out earlier in the way that I did in terms of like, I stumbled upon this message is everything in my business has been an evolution. You know, I, I could right. never have dreamed of writing down what we do today on a business plan and just going and doing it. So what we offer now are a series of coaching interventions to walk alongside companies to help their people change their behaviors and their mindsets so that their team can grow, help teams change their mindsets and their tools and their actions that they use so that the company can grow. And then ultimately the company grows because those two layers below it 
it is what those groups of people and those people are what actually change, not the organization itself. Um, and I learned that from ProSci, so I want to give credit where credit is due. But ProSci says organizations don't change, people do. We're the folks that understand why people do and don't change. And so then we walk alongside them to get them to change their mindsets, their behaviors, and the tools that they use. So the companies that um, have really ambitious goals and big plans to change the world and do some amazing things through their companies, both nonprofit and for-profit, can actually make that happen. And I say we use coaching interventions because people don't change in any kind of linear fashion or any kind of um, normally, frankly, logical way. You have to walk alongside people and equip them with self-awareness, self-leadership skills, team leadership skills, and change skills in order to actually make that happen. So no one training is going to get everyone on board. No one workshop is going to fix your change management challenges or your, your scaling problems. And so usually we're in companies 6, 12, 18 months to help them really create the change, the growth, the scalability that they're striving to make happen. Incredible. I love it. Now, did you want to touch on um, why people buy what you offer and get really, go really deep on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I love to share that because one of the things I've learned about the business we've created is no one goes out to buy, no one goes out to shop for change management coaching, but they need it. And so once you hear our message, you're like, oh my gosh, where have you been my entire life? And I just had a client story, like he was doing a recording yesterday and he validated this. You know, you go shopping for HR. If we need to pause, is your internet okay? Uh, yeah, I just, I had a, we're good. We're good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause you like pause for a second. Yeah, and then I looked at the inter the Wi-Fi. It's good though. We'll edit okay. this part out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll start over. I'll start at the top, I guess. So one of the things I've learned in my business is no one goes shopping for us, um, right? We're not baked into anybody's business model, like marketing, like HR, like digital transformation, like ERP services. I totally get that. But once you hear our message, you're like, oh my gosh, where have you been my entire life? And nice. I just had a client validate that through a client story we recorded yesterday. And so we need to, you know, we need to do a great job. I need to do a great job saying like, why would you buy us? Um, and I say that because I'm sure some of the entrepreneurs listening in too are like, yeah, why would I buy you? And they might have some similar challenges in their business. They have to educate folks about the need for your services before you buy them. And, and it goes back to organizations don't change, people do. And we have an entire set of tools that we use to help people understand why they do and don't change, why they resist, why they get on board, why, you know, as, hey, CEO, when you announce plans for a new initiative, you've got people trucking down the path at 100 miles an hour and you've got other people, you know, back and straight up and trying to disengage from the organization we can help you get them all moving at the same rate of speed, prioritizing the same work at the same time so that change moves forward consistently. You know, I think of change or those big, big grand business plans as like that, the road trip mentality, right? Like some people you're going on a road trip. You need to make sure everybody ends up in Naples, Florida, not some people going to Naples and some people going to Maine and other people headed out to Seattle, right? Like you right. have to send everyone in the same direction. It doesn't mean they always go in the same car. You've got multiple cars. 
Sometimes folks have to leave late, so they've got to get on the plane to get there. You know, I use that metaphor one because I love road trips and vacations, but um, because it makes sense. And too many of our business plans just assume that if I put it on paper, we're all going to end up at the same destination at the same time. And human beings just do not work that way. And so we help no. you understand what does it take to create the vision, the alignment, and the execution to get them there. I love it. And yeah, I think it's so important to know that why is your offer so valuable? And, you know, the fact that you go into depth and and can explain as to why and build that belief and show them what's possible. And um, that's, that's huge, you know? So tell me a little bit about, you know, what's changing within intimate coaching. Mm, Within executive coaching and that one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I started this business eight years ago here in the Midwest, I would tell people I was a coach. Now I was new to what I was doing. So I was probably pretty bad at describing it, but I would say I was a coach and people would go, Oh, what sport? And I'm like, Oh, you're so cute. I was in marching and I don't do sports. (laughs) (laughs) And, but you know, as the years have progressed, coaching is becoming a hotter and hotter and hotter resource inside of our companies, because in my opinion, and I'm super biased, it's one of the most effective for leadership development. Yeah. And that's why it's such a hot thing right now with that, with it becoming such a hot thing, there's so many people calling them coaches and calling themselves coaches. And that really hurts me because I run a true coaching shop. Everyone who's a faculty on our team has to be, has to have gone through uh, an accredited program in order to belong to the International Coach Federation that sets our competencies for coaches. So when I say we do coaching, we hold the space for true coaching methodology versus folks who oftentimes should be consultants but they just call themselves coaches. And I get where they're at in their journey and I don't want to minimize that at all. But when you buy a program from Stephanie Krebens and company, you are getting someone who has at least 60 hours in training in terms of helping you see from new perspectives, being neutral to your outcome, which provides a level of objectivity that other resources cannot. Um, They ask powerful, open-ended questions so that you can see a problem from multiple perspectives with empathy from your employee's perspective, from a variety of stakeholders that that you have to interact with. That's what we do. And that's part of what makes us different. I love this. I love how I you talk mentioned all day about coaching. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want you to continue to dive a little bit deeper in just a moment here, but you mentioned neutral, being neutral to the outcome. I think that's so important because a lot of us get so focused on having the perfect outcome yes. that that's where a lot of the things go wrong, like wrong. I feel like if you can detach yourself from that outcome, that's when you start to see the shift in success a lot of the time. Right. Yes. So, um, yeah, dive deeper, please. I mean, you have so much value in all these areas. And I just, yeah, I want to hear a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, as entrepreneurs, you probably hear detached from the outcome and you're like, what? Like my business is my life. My business winning is makes me winning. Yeah. There's a very thin line between all of that. And, you know, I want, I certainly have big grand 
plans to change the world. I want everyone listening in to have big grand plans to change the world. And I want you to stay focused on those. And I want you to know, you know, I want you to know for yourself, like if you're headed to Naples, Florida, stay committed to head to Naples, Florida. I've never been to Naples. I don't know why I'm picking on Naples today. That's the place today. Um, right. Like stay committed to heading in that one direction and because no road trip is ever without its speed bumps, detours, construction projects, it's not going to be as linear or smooth sailing as you think it is. And so you have to stay detached from the when, the where, the why, the how you get to Naples, Florida, in order to actually get there. It, the secret is, is it keeps you flexible in terms of what the road trip looks like. And so to have a partner in crime, like your coach, to be able to be more objective about how, when, why, where, not where, but how, when, and why you get there and the resources you have to use, that neutrality just allows a level of emotional freedom, that attachment to the exact way you get to your end destination does not allow. It's just, it's, it's part of our human psyche. The more we, we attach to it, the more we like lock into it. And the more that we kind of insist on things being our way when that is not at all how the world works, which I hope is what COVID taught all of us is that there's a lot less within our control than we really, than we really know or have in our control. I, I love how you, you put that in words, like let go of that outcome. Yeah, let go of it because it's if the, the more you try to stay in control, it's just not going to turn out the way you want it to, and it never nope. seems to when you're trying to control every little thing. It just doesn't work yeah. that way. It doesn't, and, and yeah, and what the universe brings us is usually something much better than we ever could have imagined if we let unfold what needs to unfold on the way to the destination. I just love it. I was like, you are speaking my language. You are. Um, yeah, it's so true. It's just like go, letting go, you know, and just trusting the universe, you know, let go of any outcomes. Stop trying to control every little piece at the right time. The universe is going to deliver what you need. And normally it's much better than what you've even imagined. So it is true. Love that we it is true. Yeah. And I say that as a person who has a high need for control, I, I must reinforce these lessons for myself every single day. So know that if you have a high need for control, we're walking the same path, the same journey on that. <laughs> but it right. is so true. Exactly. It is yeah. so true. Amazing. Now, do you mind diving into a bit about the podcast? Uh, what were your intentions behind it and where are you at today with it? Yeah. You know, um, like everyone for the past three or four years, you've heard, oh, you have to have a podcast. You have to have a podcast for marketing, just like you have to be on LinkedIn and you have to fill in the blank. Right. And none of that is true. None of it is true. You need to do marketing that resonates with your target audience. You need to do marketing in a format that resonates with you so that your personality can shine through in all the best and right ways. And so I believe strongly in the power of focus in your marketing. And so I, I went through a podcasting workshop 
I think it was just before the pandemic hit, you, you know, pandemic in time, like is all a little fuzzy, but let's say literally <laughs> January, 2020. And it, we had an idea for a podcast and we knew we wanted to name it the hot mess hotline. Like that was the only thing, which is total bad form, but it's so catchy. Like how do you not want to name something the hot mess hotline with some I love the title, right? Yeah. right? It's so catchy. And so, um, and that came from a mastermind that I was in and the, a woman said, oh my God, you have to name it the hot mess hotline. I was like, okay. So that was the only thing that was kind of solid. Um, done deal. And, <laughs> yeah, done deal. Bought the domain, held it for six months before we ever did anything with it. So, um, you know, what, what we, our tagline for my company is we fix hot messes and create pro troublemakers. And so I wanted some marketing that spoke to the fixing hot messes part. And I, because a lot of the folks that we are working on changing are mid-level leaders, I wanted a podcast that spoke to mid-level leaders about what it took to be ambitious and entrepreneurial because these, because our leaders that we work with are ambitious and entrepreneurial. How do you do that? How do you turn that into tangible skills? And how do you get yourself propelled up into the C-suite? Those are our clients. Those are, that's our target audience. That's who we sell to, or we're selling to their bosses who are get bringing in services for them. Right. And when you do your research, there's so many great podcasts out there for entrepreneurs and for the C-suite. There's not enough content about how to get to the C-suite and speak directly to mid-level leaders. So I felt like that was a differentiator as well for our messaging. And so we we kind of just combined all of those thoughts and said, okay, so if we interview C-suiters who are our decision makers for our contracts about their hot messes, we're delivering something unique because, because of my natural conversational and coaching style, I get them to share very personal, vulnerable stories about their people plus change problems that they've been through in their career. And they walk us through their real-time decision-making as if we're living in that moment that was painful back then. And so we get, we get CEOs to be vulnerable, differentiator. We get CEOs to share hot messes that they've been through. So it's extremely educational because for everyone outside of the C-suite, all they see usually are like leaders who are cool, calm, collected, making decisions. And if you've ever interacted with a C-suiter, you know the, the, the boiling and the broiling and the, the hard decisions that go on behind the scenes that most of the rest of the company don't get to see. So we're bringing that to light for people so they can understand the proactivity, the problem-solving skills, the decision-making skills that it truly takes to be in the C-suite. So we're basically pulling the curtain away in a single 45-minute episode so that ambitious leaders can learn more about what it takes to be in the C-suite. And I've got C-suiters telling me about their hot messes. They're being vulnerable. And when I say vulnerable, I've got folks who are admitting that they cried in their office. I've got folks that admit, you know, my problem solving um, steps are one, I drop the F-bomb. Two, I go have me a little, little pour of bourbon. Three, I go running the next morning where all the best ideas come to me. Four, I go into my team and present my scenarios for how to solve this problem. That's how shit actually gets done. It's not, and then we went into a meeting and we just came out with this amazing solution and then we solved all of the problems. Night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The world Everyone's is just... not... Oh, go ahead. 
sorry, there's a bit of a delay. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're so right. Like we look at a lot of the time I find that we only focus on, oh, the successful, like you said, calm collective entrepreneurs or whoever it might be, but we're not seeing what happened in between to get to that point. Nope. They're not talking about that where we need them to talk about it. So I love that you're, you have a podcast that brings that to light to, you know, really relate to those going through that, experiencing that, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and so what, what we do from there is our guests then get to experience my coaching style, what it's like to work with us. And we get to have a conversation and I get to bring in other clients stories. And so they get to hear about working with us and other solutions that we provide and the insights that we provide. And if that resonates with them, we hope that it creates kind of a natural call to action to reach out and say, Stephanie, I need some of that. I need some of what you got. And it creates that pull mechanism into the conversation to say, I think we need to work with you. Can we have another type of conversation, which is the discovery conversation? Wow. It sounds almost a lot like what we do as well. Like, you know, um, you find those pain points and challenges. And if it's, I mean, if you already think that it might be a thing, you might be able to help them. And you kind of build that belief as sharing the stories like you do. And then if they're understanding how you can help them and how valuable your um, business can be with them, then why not make an offer? If you can change their life and their, their business, why not? And, uh, if it's a fit, then you can do your discovery call and take it from there. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But it's incredible to think of how your podcast can just scale the business so well and the connections that you can make. So, um, I mean, sorry, the connections you can make all over the world. is just endless. Like, you know, you're really opening up to people from all over where you normally wouldn't be able to network without a podcast like that. Right. So for sure, for sure. Absolutely. What are some of your biggest challenges that you have faced and how did you overcome them with the podcast? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest challenge on the front end was the pressure that I created on myself of how it's going to get done, the technical components, the um, mm-hmm. how am I going to source guests on a routine basis? And so, um, you know, we had a vision for the podcast when we finally got a plan in place and it was, oh, we want to interview these C-suiters. We want to capture their problems. And then the pandemic hits and it's like, oh, heck no. Are we calling these leaders that are in the midst of like, you know, they're in the foxhole right now. Like we're not going to call and ask for more of their time while they're like wrestling to keep their businesses alive. And so we quickly pivoted and um, the initial series was um, me covering kind of the foundational knowledge for how we run our company. Um, and, and what one of the methodologies we use is, is John Cotter's leading change methodology, which there's eight steps to change management. And so I just did an educational series on if you're leading change, which you are right now, because we're going through a global freaking pandemic, here are some things you need to keep in mind. And then I would weave in client stories. So that's how we got started. It was literally me in this microphone in my home office talking at myself, which as an extrovert, I don't recommend, but I did it. Um, And then we had one guest. Yeah. And so we did this little series. And as soon as we asked for help on the technical side, you know, just like we, I have a woman in my network who I was like, okay, Jen, like walk me through, how do I do this? And she was like, 
we need this piece of technology, this one, this microphone and go. And so she just completely dem demystified the process for us. That was probably the first one. And then putting the pressure on myself with me and one marketing person to always have a consistent guest schedule and running it through it's that's not really feasible at the beginning unless you like whole like whole hog invest in it and which we didn't right we were just piloting it as an experiment and so we allow ourselves to be inconsistent which I know is a terrible practice and sometimes life happens and that's how we're rolling right now um and it's not ideal but it happens and but you're not alone going. either no yeah exactly no, no. super relatable and yeah it's it's honestly crazy to think how easy it is really to start a podcast but we put it like when I started I was like oh my gosh I have no idea what I'm doing I have no yeah. equipment I don't even know where to start I'm just gonna yeah. start on my phone <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. but realistically we're just overthinking it you can start with just your laptop and the webcam that it comes with you don't need a microphone right away just get started and then get the equipment and like narrow it down it's really simple the equipment that you actually need you don't need it to be this crazy outrageous no. stuff I mean if you want no. to sure but like it's not necessary to start a podcast <laughs> I mean no. I was in the closet starting my first one like literally in my closet because it was the quietest spot I had and I didn't have a good set of headphones or anything so I was like that's it I'm just gonna go in the closet and shut the door and that's where I recorded my first episode. <laughs> yes. yes. And uh, yes. I mean, it worked. It's up. It's aired. But yeah, just yeah. getting out of our heads and just going ahead and doing it. Right. So, um, but I get where you're coming from with having that pressure. You know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, and also, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I hear a lot of people and I know myself when you first get started, you want everything perfect. Mm -hmm. You want everything perfect. And that leads to um, procrastination sometimes. What, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I would agree completely. It's what, here's the language I've learned to use. We compare other people's front stage to our backstage. And so we expect to come out of the gate where it's like, you know, if Brendan Burchard can have this amazing podcast that sounds so great and he's got millions of followers, that's what I should expect first. Well, Brendan's been in this line of work for 20 plus years. Like you're not starting in the same spot. Just, you know, all entrepreneurs know the value of starting scrappy, start scrappy and commit to the behaviors and do it and it's going to be ugly. You're going to have glitches. Things aren't going to go perfectly. It's all okay. Like it's all okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all okay. And you'll get through it and just stay consistent and just keep going. Just keep yes, going. Just keep going. Yes. Yep. Just yep. keep going. Just keep <laughs> So yeah, I love it. And how do you go about monetizing your podcast or do you monetize? I would say I would say our monetization is the prospecting that it contributes to the pipeline, but we are not to the point yet where there's other opportunities to um, monetize it in terms of ad revenue and things like that. And I yeah. go back and forth in terms of, do I want to do that? Do, do I you want, want to? to? Yeah. I think, you know, where I'm, where I'm landing right now is I want to use our podcast as legion for us, not legion for other people's companies. Um, I think there's yeah. more, more value and more cash value in that in the long term. Um, until, you know, but I do, I have aspirations. I want to be Tim Ferriss of the podcasting world and change management. You know, I want right. to do some big things. Um, but until Absolutely. then, I think I want to keep it all the wheels turning for our own benefit. Um, 
and frankly, as our clients benefits, right? Like don't send them out to other resources, get them more resources in a deeper way in our work. So. Absolutely. I love what you're doing, my friend. And I, I love how, you know, you had some, so much value to add on all those topics, you know, um, coaching and, and, um, staying neutral to the outcome and everything like that. That's huge. And I, people need to be reminded or entrepreneurs, uh, just need to be reminded of that sometimes because of, you know, we all go through those phases where we're a little hard on ourselves and we're a little controlling and we're like so focused on that outcome that it doesn't help. So I totally. uh, love that we love that we covered that. Now, I, I like to ask this question here and there on my podcast um, to my guests. But if you were to based on where you are today with the business, uh, if you were to double your profit and revenue in one year, what would some of the new challenges be? Or what would some changes have that you would have to make be? Yeah. Oh, I love new problems because your business is bigger. That's like happiness to me. Um, right. This is growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me. So for, well, let me answer it from two perspectives for me as a human being, as a leader, definitely learning to let go of control, definitely learning to give up some of the work and let them own it. Um, Cause I'm a human that needs a, has a high level has a high need for control. I know that about myself, um, for the business, um, it would definitely be expanding success team capacity in order to deliver on all of the work right now, my success team, which are the operational folks. So project manager, executive assistant, uh, salesperson, they're all fractional and part-time. And so I would need to ramp up their capacity either with them or additional people. Um, and then, but the faculty are all in place. Uh, we're ready to scale. So Amazing. And the faculty, yeah, faculty are our subcontracted coaches that deliver our experience. So that deliver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is awesome. Um, and what would you say your biggest focus and desire is for 2023? Oh, whether that's uh, with the podcast or just the business or both. Yeah, it's increased focus in terms of who we serve. So we're going to double down on working with uh, IT consultants and leveraging what they're doing and increasing the value of what they're doing through channel sales so that they can co-sell and upsell our services to make their digital transformation programs even more effective. Um, So we're going to niche down, focus down even further um, in who we serve, how we serve, and the type of transformation that we offer. Love it. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Exciting. 2023. I can't believe it's a month away only or less than that even what day is it <laughs> we, we um, have 30 whole days 30 whole days till we're there right <laughs> gotta end this year strong and yes. we're gonna plan for that 2023 uh so exciting well you know I love what you do and I mean we need someone out there doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and um being able to step in where where these businesses need it in these entrepreneurs and stuff. So I I love all of it. I think you added so much value to my, my show today and that's what I'm looking for. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, Stephanie, and coming on and and opening up about your journey as well. Um, But if anyone's looking to connect with you and your amazing offer and services that you have, what would be the best way to go ahead about reaching out to you? Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, um, I hope you listen into our podcast as well. You can find it at hotmesshotline.com. <laughs> that domain. Hot I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love um, it. 
And that's, you know, that's also the entry point to our website. So check out, you know, our about page and the problems that we solve. Um, you can learn more about all of our amazing faculty. You can learn more about our process, how we think about the world. And, you know, we do change. I know a lot of people hear change management and they're like, boring. And I'm like, yeah, other change management co or other change management programs and consulting are boring and they're ineffective. We do things differently because we're different. Um, so I just encourage you, I encourage you, if you feel like you have stuck problems, you're not scaling in the way that that you want to in your company, and you can't pinpoint why or you can't seem to get your employees engaged in the right kind of behaviors like we'd love to be considered as a resource and you can check out those and you can schedule a time with our uh, business development person right on the website amazing thank you so much stephanie it's been such a pleasure thank you group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe and if you're struggling with anything that stephanie has mentioned with scaling or any of those challenges she is amazing at what she does and reach out to her get on a discovery call see um see if it's a fit for you uh if you're looking to come on the show just like stephanie did today please go to top100interview.com we interview six seven and eight figure entrepreneurs um so we'd love to have you on as well thanks everybody thanks stephanie and have a wonderful day guys Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.